John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. And this, John, yes, is the High Game Podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Do you like that radio announcer voice when I say High Game Podcast? It's pretty good. Do you practice that? Like in the mirror? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And then I hear it back and I'm like, man. You sound suave. Oh, cool. Okay. That's great then. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Where are you recording from, John? I, once again, I mean beautiful west seattle washington in a basement what was the temp there today what was it like it was in the 50s and it was for the most part clear and sunny 50s though Ugh. i am in lovely palm springs uh-huh we're recording it's like eight o'clock at night yes that's because i was hiking around joshua tree all day and how hot was it it was actually kind of lovely like 75 or 80 might have gotten a little hotter than that, but not too bad. That's nice. I knelt down to take a photo at one point, and I think just the ground there is just covered with needles. So it's not like you got a knee full of tarantula. <laughs> right, exactly. Scorpion. Oh, I hope you don't ever have to find out what that feels like. God, no, John. Scorpion knee. <laughs> Every street is dark and falling out mysteriously. That's the chance we take to be always working, reaching out for a hand we can't see. Everybody's got a hold on hope It's the last thing That's holding me
Beverages. Beverages, Ed. John? Yes. John? Yes? You couldn't see it, but that entire time, my eyes were closed, my head was bobbing, and I literally, that whole time, had my fist in the air. Really? I fucking love that song. Me too. Oh my God. Guided by Voices are the greatest American rock band ever. I could not agree more, and viewers will know that lots of times we do a tie-in with the song. There's some fun fact or geographical location or some kind of other trivia involved with the song choice. Sure. This week, that song, Hold On Hope, by the aforementioned Guided by Voices and Mr. Robert Pollard, has no reason for being other than I felt like playing it. I love it. They are literally one of my favorite bands. And since I'm upping my post-production game, it'll be interesting to see what it sounds like in the future time. (laughs) Well, I have to tell you, a lot of times I hear the song and I'm kind of like, ooh, okay. And then I hear it later and it's like, oh, that's awesome. But some of it's like internet lag and I'm hearing it through headphones and I'm not, you know. Right. This one, don't change a thing, John. It's perfect. But, you know, do some post on it. Sure. Yep. Jay Carney, Barack Obama's former press secretary. Yes. Do you know this? Like that he used to make Guided by Voices references in presidential press conferences all the time? I think I did know that. His final press conference, actually, he came out to a Guided by Voices song. They played it for him and then he walked out and did the final press conference. That's perfect. On that note, Ed, what are you drinking? Orange juice with Topo Chico in it, so like a fizzy orange juice. Oh, that's crazy, Ed. Yeah. What do you have? Well, I've got an Orangina. Mm-hmm. It is a sparkling citrus beverage. Yep. Made with real orange pulp. Here's shitty Southern California, Ed. Wake up in the morning, go outside, pull five or six oranges off the tree, juice them up. You know, that's what I'm doing. But sure, Orangina's good, too. I'm on the side of history. This was invented in the 20s or maybe the 30s by a cat in Algeria. Oh. Yeah. 1936. Algerian Orangina. I bet that shit's fire. How is it? It's very good. I've always liked Orangina. Guy like you? You kidding me? Silly for him. (laughs) Come on. Do you want to know what that guitar was? Oh, it sounds to me like I still have a pedal on somewhere. (laughs) Yes. You played the chord with that pedal on, and I bit my tongue to not go into my whole thing about, you know, how the tone wood matters. Because, you know, when you wash it in like 10 seconds of reverb and delay, come on. Hey, but listen to this thing. That's nice. This is a breed love. We are rapidly coming up on three years. We're over 150 episodes. Yes. And still manufacturers come up and I'm just like, oh, I don't know shit about them. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. I don't know shit about Breedlove guitars. Well, Ed, back in the oldie times. Okay. We're talking like the late 70s. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's this guy named Bob Taylor. You know about Taylor guitars? 
I know a fair bit about Taylor guitars. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty great. In the early 80s, a guy named Larry Breedlove joined up with Taylor. Okay. Started working at Taylor Guitars, making guitars. Upstart young company. We know the story now. They're everywhere. Everybody plays Taylors, and they're very well regarded. All of them, but maybe especially those early ones? When they first came out, that was the question. Let's see what they sound like in 20 years. You buy a Martin, and you know in 20 years it's going to be fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went to the Breedlove website. Yes. And right there on the front of it, the landing page, Jeff Bridges' signature model. Yeah. Did you know that? I knew that they had announced a partnership with him to produce sustainably sourced acoustic guitars. Wow. Look at that. Only sustainable, clear-cut, free woods with Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges seems like... A pretty cool dude. He just seems like the coolest fucking guy. Yeah. Ed might throw out there the okay boomer kind of thing <laughs> occasionally, but there's guys like Jeff Bridges who, come on. Why don't we just call up Jeff Bridges mm -hmm. and see if he wants to come on the show, mm -hmm. talk about his guitar. Yep. You know he'll take your call. He won't take mine. He'll take yours. I've seen The Big Lebowski about a hundred times. Yeah, see? Tron. You know about Tron? Uh, heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm a big Tron fan. Yeah. Hell or High Water? Have you watched that? Yes. With Ben Foster and Chris Pine as bank robbers and Jeff Bridges as the sheriff? I think that that movie was criminally overlooked. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I saw it in the theater and I've got the Blu-ray and I'm like a really big fan. Nice. Can we just do a movie trivia podcast about Jeff Bridges? Who was the guy you thought we should just stop and do a podcast about last time? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. So. Like some other random actor, probably. We could just mash him up. <laughs> sure. I think Bridges had a hard time. He's one of those dudes where like his heart is actually in music. His day job is making movies, but I think he actually just plays guitar and sings like in bars and shit. I can see that. Yeah. Jeff Bridges apparently knows quality because Breedlove is quality. In 1990, Larry Breedlove decides maybe he could make his own guitars. So he and a fellow luthier at Taylor named Steve Henderson, they split. The unusual thing about this, Ed, is that it was an amicable split. Bob Taylor knew they were going to do it, Bob Taylor helped them set up tooling for their enterprise. Even after they had moved to Oregon, a place called Tumalo, Bob Taylor made them the official warranty repair center for Taylor Guitars. Oh, that's cool. So that Larry Breedlove and Steve would have some income while they got themselves on their feet with Breedlove Guitars. That's pretty cool of Bob Taylor. I think so. We talk about that a lot with the pedal manufacturing and that that community seems super collaborative. Yeah. Maybe we discuss it less in the guitar realm. It's nice to know that it's there to some degree. That's great. Yeah. So there they are in Oregon with the help of Bob Taylor kind of getting set up. They want to, of course, use their traditional guitar making chops to make great guitars, but they want to reimagine the way acoustic guitars are structured. So they got to rethinking the way they were braced and rethinking the way the bridges worked, apart from what you learned in, you know, Germany in the 1600s. 
<laughs> in that regard, some of their acoustics were kind of out there. Oh, yeah? In 1992, they introduced five models across three body types at NAMM, and they were well-received. People really enjoyed them. The guitar you are playing, John. Yes. It is not an acoustic. That is absolutely true. Okay. The guitar I am playing is an electric. Yes. What is Larry Breedlove thinking? Has Taylor ever made a electric solid body? No. I didn't think so. What do you think Larry Breedlove was thinking? I think that it is not uncommon to hear that Guy started building guitars with acoustics and then branched into electrics later. Like we just talked to Mike Baranek. Yeah. And that is exactly his path. I'm somewhat unsurprised, maybe. Yeah. Except that in Larry's case, he had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Because after that 1992 debut, about three years later, Larry's older brother, Kim, who is also a master craftsman, he comes out, I think, from Indiana to join the Breedlove guitar-making behemoth. I guess the main reason he did that is because Larry quit. Okay. (laughs) Larry fell himself in love. Oh, cool. And wanted to go back to California. (laughs) So that's what he did, and he went back to Taylor. Wild. Oh, okay. And that's where he is today. Where's the Taylor plant? Taylor, California? El Cajon, California. Sounds coastal SoCal. I believe it's San Diego County. Oh. I don't know my California counties too well. San Diego County is probably about as south as you can get and right on the water would be my guess. If we had one of those internet boxes, we could look up El Cajon. (laughs) I'm just going to guess. Okay, cool. That's even better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going the John route on this one. Yeah. (laughs) So Larry's out of the picture. Now it's Kim and the rest of the crew there at Bree Love. And he's probably a long hair. He's probably one of them long hair types that wants them electric guitars. Could be, because in 2007, that is exactly what they do. They debut these electric guitars at NAMM. In fact, the one I am holding, the Mark I, gets best in show at NAMM in 2007. No kidding. It's a strange shape. I'm looking at it on the site right now. Oh, okay. How would you describe this shape, Ed? It kind of has weird mandolin-y sort of vibes. I can kind of see that. But the cuts on it are mm, wild. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure that this would be my jam. Where you would have the horns on the top or the bottom. They both just look like we got old Bandsaw. What was his name? Old Bandsaw Dave or whatever. (laughs) Babe. Remember? (laughs) Dude at the Fender plant who like took a guitar body and then just decided to hack random parts off of it. It looks like that. It kind of does. It kind of looks like there used to be a horn on the bottom and someone just decided like, well, fuck that. and (laughs) Cut it completely off. Yeah. Whereas the horn on the top, they just cut the tip of it off. (laughs) Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. Come on, clean it up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This thing, Ed, is asymmetrically chambered. 
It's a mahogany body, and it's very lightweight because of the chambers, but instead of cutting out X amount of wood evenly across that entire structure, they did it strategically only in certain places to try to even out the tone. I can feel the body resonating as I play. So if that's what they were going for, they nailed it. Have you ever seen the movie Cosmopolis with Robert Pattinson? No. Directed by David Cronenberg. Is Jeff Bridges in it? No, but he has a prostate exam in the back of a limousine. Who does? Robert Pattinson. Oh. Gets a prostate exam in the back of this limousine. And the doctor's assessment is that he has an asymmetrical prostate. Ooh. They never go into what that means or if that's bad or not. <sighs> it stuck with me, you know, like asymmetrical chambering. Pattinson's prostate. Their marketing about this asymmetrical chambered body says that it imparts a lively resonance. I can vouch for that. After this long, John, yes, I think I'm getting to the point where I can hear when a guitar is chambered a lot. They have a way different tone. Oh, sure. Let me give you the rundown. Do it. It's got two pickups, pickup selector switch, volume, and tone. That is it. The fretboard is ebony, and it's bound. The top is figured maple. The neck and the body are mahogany. The pickups on this happen to be Lawler Imperials. The pickup selector is also in a weird spot. It's behind the bridge and down a bit. I thought you might like that because it's out of your way. Yeah, I don't know. It's way out of the way. It's way out of the way. <laughs> it's at the back of the guitar. Everything's in the middle here. I've got the tone in the middle, and the pickups are in the middle, so we're hearing both the neck and the bridge. <laughs> Let's see how bridgey we get. Pretty bridgey. Uh-huh. Should I put a little something on that? Wow, that's nice. Damn. That drive is like 9, 30, 10 o'clock? No, the drive is at zero. <laughs> Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Let me see. Come on. Yeah, the drive knob is all the way down. Really? Without it. With it. Yeah. Okay. I believe you. Let's get real necky. I have to tell you, John. Yes. I'm sitting here as you're walking through it, and I'm looking at the pictures on Thunder Road Guitars. That is where we got this, courtesy of Uncle Frank and the gang over at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Just under seven pounds. Beautiful. Yeah. But I don't think I could play this guitar, John. We've talked in the past about gut reaction. Yeah. Are we talking eyeball guts or ear guts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eyeball guts, I probably wouldn't go anywhere near it ever. You know, we are on our one-year anniversary of not being in the same room together. So for the last year, I only go off like pictures and then what I hear. But yeah, my eyeball guts are like, ugh. 
not the body shape I'm looking for. Yeah, you know what? My playing guts are kind of on the fence too because it plays beautifully and the tone is so balanced. But you talked about shaving away that lower horn. Yep. What remains right about there is kind of a point where a horn might have once lived. Yep. And sitting down playing this, this whole time, that point has been digging into my leg. Yeah. This is maybe a play while standing up guitar. That was my Stevie Nicks. You probably couldn't tell any difference. I, yeah, no, it sounded, yeah. I had a big, long conversation about Stevie Nicks with someone at work just this last week. Really? Yeah. I think my favorite thing about her is that she's witchy. I'm into the fact that she's into witch shit. Spells and shit like that. I think that's cool. Other than that, not so much with the Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, I'm into this though. like that (laughs) that's mantic and recovery right it is double recovery it's mantic into the phantom operator into the shortwave the phantom operator and the mantic are both standouts where like you hit those and it's just like oh they are both very cool pedals the shortwave is almost like LFOE cutting something out. Like weird high-end stuff is getting cut off with the uh, shortwave. <laughs> Was that the whammy? Yes. So, Ed, here's the thing. Yeah. In 2010, Breedlove gets acquired by two old hippies. And I don't mean that to be descriptive. That is the name of the company, (laughs) Two Old Hippies. I was totally like Ben and Jerry. (laughs) They own other guitar companies, Tom Bedell Guitars and Great Divide Guitars. I must say I'm not familiar with either of them. So that's 2010, you said? Yeah. So they come out with electrics in 2007, 2010, they get bought. Yeah, and they move from Tumalo, Oregon to be with the other guitar companies that Two Old Hippies owns. Then they are all under one roof in Bend, Oregon. Hmm. A weird consequence of this is that in 2010, they announce the immediate cessation of all electric guitar production. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. They decide, I think, as a matter of philosophy or just strategy, to go back to what they know best, which is badass acoustic guitars. I don't think there was anything necessarily not successful about these guitars, but maybe there was that same hesitance in people's eyeball guts as you and I are having. (laughs) Sounds great, plays wonderfully, but I'm not going outside the house with that. Until I pulled this thing up, I had never seen one of these things before. So that explains why. 
Yeah. Three years. Did they only have the one model? Mark one, Mark two, three, and four. The higher end one has active pickups and onboard EQ sliders. It's kind of ugly too. Oh, this Mark II. Oh, it's at Thunder Road also. They've got two of these? I think they have three. Wow. So the Mark II, this body style I like a lot more. It's got an EQ on it. What is that? Dopey. But, you know, I think that's pretty cool for them to think, yeah, let's just get back to our core skill set. Yeah. I'm going to say a thing that feels weird. If they're making this thing that they're kind of half-heartedly into and they're not really selling and their acoustics is their core competency, stick with that. Yeah, totally. You can't fault them for that. Not at all. I mean, Jeff Bridges is into these things and that dude can afford any guitar he wants to buy. And for some reason, he decided that Breedlove was like the acoustic he wanted. Okay. The dude was in Tron. We should get him on the show. We should. I'm going to work on it, John. Okay, good. Sending positive vibes Jeff's way because I know he's going through some chemo rounds right now. Looks great with hair. Looks great without hair. That is the story of the Breedlove electric guitar. Three years in the making and then fades into the sunset. What do you think of that? I think they are the perfect guitar for someone. You might be right. Yep. Just maybe not us. Maybe not Ed Peterson or maybe not John Kiltaka. You want something that sounds great? You'll never look back. Just don't look. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look at the guitar you're holding. And play it standing up. What do you want from the high gain? Do you want me to just like sit here and I love the way it looks? No, that's not what they want. No. They want the real deal. They want the unflinching reality of our unvarnished opinions. Oh my God, that sounds great. Yeah, our uninformed pronouncements. <laughs> and, yeah. We could post a bunch of these pictures in. Where at? On the interweb machine, oh. we can put them on our Instagram account. Okay. At the high gain. Also, I have a feeling a lot of people just have this in their podcast feed. It might be worth actually every once in a while going to the highgain.com. Yes, viewers should know that for every episode, we lovingly craft a page of notes <laughs> that reviews the beverages we had, Ugh. tells you again what the song is we played for the beverage song. There are pictures of every pedal we played in the episode, in case you can't remember what they were. So much more than just the episode. Yes. That is a true thing that I don't think we call out hardly ever. Yeah, man. Every episode, we follow these up, and we do a bonus episode. And I've been posting those on our Patreon, and those are like video episodes. That's right. All right, John. Okay, Ed. Let's call it. That was great. Bye. Okay, bye, Ed. <laughs>